Hey teachers, welcome to the teacher's room. Today we're talking about speaking activities and we're planning on giving you some really awesome activity ideas and then tips about how to include really successful, cool speaking activities in class. So I'm here with four teachers and I'd like you to introduce yourselves. Okay. Go ahead. My name is Rob. I'm from England. I've been in Chile for a little over a year, and I started teaching about five years ago. Nice. Welcome. Again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Claudia. I'm from the States in Kentucky, and I've taught for three years, and I've been in Chile for about two years, or actually a little over two years. Nice. My name is Maya. I've been teaching kids and adults for a couple of years, and I'm from the States. And I'm Kate. I'm from Canada. I've been teaching for about five years now, and in Chile for just over a year. Nice. Welcome. Okay, so speaking activities, what are your favorites? So many. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so many good ones. Yeah, the ones where the teacher doesn't have to talk as well. You just mm. send her off and let them do yes. the speaking activities. Right. like a... I find someone who activity is always good. Ah, nice. Especially for first classes, mm -hmm. or if the students don't know each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell me how that one works, because I know you could do that using the present perfect, mm -hmm. right? So well, you can find do someone with who has pretty been... much any grammar tense. Mm -hmm. Like I recently, I've had a couple of new classes that are real beginners, mm -hmm. and some of the students have zero English, but they can still learn, in 10 minutes, they can learn to ask the question, do you like? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to find someone who activities now, find someone who likes pizza, right. pasta, chocolates, mushrooms, and right. so on. Sports. Yeah. yeah. And so they can go around with five or six questions and say, do you like football? Perfect. If the person says yes, they write their name or tick or whatever, and then go to the next person. Perfect. So you can still have a speaking activity, even if the levels are very, very low. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good, because I think a lot of people tend to shy away from speaking activities when their students are really low level. Mm -hmm. So that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. And Especially can, first day. Yeah. And it can be scaled right up, but you say with different tenses, and you can have somebody getting sort of somebody who's a really high level then going around and asking questions like have you ever been to Egypt? Yeah. And I said, like, okay, now we're getting somewhere a little bit more difficult. Perfect, yeah. That's good. Well, it's really good because you can, as Rob said, like before you can use it with lots of different grammar tenses that you used in the class plus the vocabulary that you used. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you had like mm -hmm. present simple or talking about likes and dislikes and then the food that you did, but then the next week you can do it with sports that you did, or right. transportation, or whatever, so right. it's a really useful one to have. Yeah, and it's a good teachable moment, too, to just, um, yeah, like, go over the present perfect, like, do right. we, how do we make the sentence, how do we ask this uh, question, Yeah, and then, um, yeah, and then having a mix, and then uh, when you're monitoring, uh, you can also gauge, like, the level of the class. Good. I really like the, I, I call it mystery card, but it's the thing where you have something on a card and you put it on your forehead without looking at it, uh -huh. uh, and then you ask questions about it to figure out what it is. Um, I have cards that uh, are places, like general places, okay. that are really fun, um, because then you talk about what people do in this place, and are there children in this place, and are there, you know, and so 
you're describing, you're asking questions, you're answering questions, um, but you can do it with people, you can do it with yeah. jobs, you can do it with... Animals. Yeah, animals, anything. Um, and it's it's fun because children and adults, the closer they get to figuring out what the mystery card is, they get really excited. Yeah. They're just like, oh, okay, uh, okay. They're thinking like, okay, there's water there. Oh, is there sand? Oh, I'm at the beach. Like, you know, they, they get so excited. Uh, so I, I am always excited for moments where I can see the students getting excited. Yeah. So that's a good speaking activity. And plus, they're they're practicing a lot of things at once. Mm. Um, so, when you do that activity, do you put limits on it, like a limit of the number of questions or the time that they have to mm. figure it out? Usually not, but I think that um, if I had a group class mm -hmm. uh, that I did it with, like a you know more than like ten people. I would probably put a time limit on it mm. and go, okay, you have one minute to figure out where you are, yeah. you know, um, but in one-on-one -on -one classes, no, usually I'll just go through as many cards as we have time mm. for. Yeah, mm -hmm. like their um, pace. Yeah, or if I had an advanced student, I could put a time limit on it, like, okay, you only get five questions to, like, make them think harder. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I guess it would depend on the situation, but it's possible. Yeah. And for the cards that you have, are they ones that you've written yourself, or do you get the students to write the cards? Uh, it de once again, it depends on the situation. Um, if I'm with a group of students, mm -hmm. they can write cards, and you do the thing where you pass them to the left, mm. or you know, nice. you shuffle them, and maybe you have your own, and maybe you have someone else's. Mm. Um, but I have uh, ones that I've made, um, including I have uh, pictures of famous people. Mm. But most of my classes right now, um, the most people that I teach in one class at the moment is two. So oh, like it's sort oh. of so it's it's better to take turns and like have pre made cards. Yeah. Um, but with the classes like that where there's only one or two, I like it when you'll make the cards at say the beginning of the month mm -hmm. and then at the end of the month you'll do that game with those cards that they make oh. just to see if they can remember it. Oh. So if you're learning different jobs mm -hmm. and they've during that class, you've taught all the jobs, and then they've written down all the ones that they've remembered. Mm. A couple of weeks later, you play that game again with those jobs, and they mm. pick it up, and it says Baker. And they're like, oh, what the hell's a Baker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you wrote it. This is your handwriting. And they're like, I know. <laughs> that's always good, just yeah. to see if they can remember. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's good to have the time lapse. Yeah. 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 One game I always have in my bag, just in case, is Taboo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always carry a thing of a bag of taboo cards with nice. me. Mm -hmm. Just in case you have one of those down moments or something's not working or whatever. Yeah. The ones that I have they're like specifically for like ESL purposes. Mm. So like it's not too difficult. Mm -hmm. But um I kind of depending on the on the level, I'll either mm. do it with taboo where you can say the words like the three words that are on the card mm. and then the other one has to guess what it is. Mm. It kind of works a little bit better that way yeah. than having them trying to really stress themselves out and think like, how can I say table? Uh, or if you can say yeah. like legs, kitchen, right. chair, you're like, right. oh, it's that thing. Okay. Yeah. So taboo is where you have the one root word that they need to guess and then there's yeah. three important words that they can't that say. That they can't yeah. say. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you think about it, speaking activities, they're just supposed to get our students feeling comfortable, 
with speaking, right, mm -hmm. with pronunciation. You hear students all the time say, you know, reading is super easy for me in English. I can read and understand everything, but speaking is the hardest part. And it, it all comes down to confidence, really, I think. Yes. You know, when you have to speak in another language, it's kind of nerve-wracking. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, the rules of taboo are that you're not supposed to say those three words, but, you know, when you have lower-level students, just getting them to speak is yeah. Who a cares about success. The exactly. Yeah. 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 That reminds me of a pyramid. Have you guys played mm -hmm. pyramid? Yeah. No. Where you have like? uh, it's called pyramid because it's based on a game show, but uh, you have a a list of words, um, and one by one you have to have the other person guess what they are, and then they're all part of a category and they have to guess the category also. Oh. Um, and this I've actually had my students make for me also. But yeah, so yeah, pyramid's pretty similar to tableau, cool. but yeah. it's got a category. An activity I like to do at the beginning of class is, you know how most of us will ask our students at the very beginning of class, either how was your day, mm -hmm. how was your weekend, mm -hmm. and you kind of get the same sort of response, right? Yeah. So what I've been doing with a student is I'll give him a card and I'll take a card, like just a little note card, and I'll ask him, write down in either sentence form, bullet point form, whatever, just whatever's on your mind. I just kind of give him five minutes or so, and I do the same, and we just sort of think, what did we read recently that was interesting? What are we watching on Netflix? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, how was our day? Type of stuff. And then we switch cards and we circle three things that we want to ask the other person about. Mm -hmm. So I take his card and I say, oh, that's interesting, trip to Patagonia. Oh. And we just ask each other questions about the things mm -hmm. on our cards. And it's kind of a good way to ask, how was your day or what's new? Mm -hmm. But by giving the student that extra time mm -hmm. to really think about what it is they want to share, we can usually develop a really good conversation yeah. that way. Yeah. So I've done that with students that are a little bit shy to share things mm -hmm. and, um, and also students who maybe need a moment to settle into class and sort of slowly turn on their English brain, I call mm -hmm. it. And I recently suggested this activity to a teacher who teaches quite a tight-lipped 16-year-old boy mm. And she was very skeptical about the activity when I told her. She said, I don't really think it's going to work that well with him. And she said, it totally went on for like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that's a really good activity mm -hmm. that I would yeah. recommend. Um, another game that I always do, or that I usually do for kind of a first class, like group class, but you can also like adapt it to different classes. I just find it's a kind of nice icebreaker, especially if you're doing a group class with all new students who don't know each other and you just want something to get people talking, is um, like the Desert Island mm. oh, one. Fun. It works really well if you do it in kind of a, um, in Canada we say round robin, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. like a round robin kind of thing where it's like you have six pairs if you have like a really big group and then they have a list of 20 things that they have to pick like five from mm -hmm. and right, then you that they would need to that take. they would need to take 
and then you put like the pairs into a group of four, mm. right? And then they all look at their list, right? And then they have to pick like seven, right? They have to come mm. up with a consensus, a consensus, and yeah. then you view it in like another bigger group, and then you have to get like one list by the end of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like. Doing it that way is more fun because then, like, everybody has to talk. Yeah. And it's not just kind of one person taking over. Especially if you give them the list of things that they have to choose from. Mm. I really like that activity because I, I feel like people kind of get close to the five items that yeah. they've selected. They're like, when they come to do their consensus, they really they don't realize that they're practicing speaking anymore. They're yeah. just fighting yeah. for what they want. Like, you know? I really want my map. Exactly, yeah. Like, I set up encyclopedias. <laughs> I need those. I need yeah. my encyclopedias. They're so useful. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I've done it with, like, higher groups for, like, or higher level groups where they need to come up with reasons for, they need to, to, to the rest of the group, defend their choices mm-hmm. like okay i want my set of encyclopedias because you can burn them later. you can burn them later. <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. or like you know when we're really bored and so <laughs> I, I, I really like doing that for kind of like a first lesson or like you know what i think this activity would work really well in for adults is there is a unit on company benefits yeah hmm. oh i just did that one and you could do you know, okay, you're all creating a company, Uh right? Mm -hmm. And here's a list of all the possible benefits. Mm. Yeah. You need to pick... Mm. Maybe there's... And then, you have to, like, set, <laughs> and you have to, like, set up, like, your own company using those Exactly, benefits. but then you have to come to a consensus of which benefits are the ones that the company's oh, going to choose good. or something like yeah. that. And, and then, of course, why. And then smaller, smaller, yeah, smaller. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Until it's one company. Yeah. 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 Now you're a venture. Yeah, <laughs> you're a venture. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. You yeah. now have public stock trading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what difficulties arise? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you can, like, start expanding it. Yeah. That would be a cool activity, actually. Yeah. So you could modify that. Yeah, yeah I mean, you could mo- you can kind of modify it for a bunch of different things. Sure, like, yeah. Depending on who you're teaching, when you're teaching, where mm, you're teaching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, these activities are good because the teacher does maybe two minutes of prep. Yeah, yeah. Right. And the then start, they just... And that's like, it. Then yeah. the rest of the class, the students do And when it gets to the point where there is a bit of a lull, that's when you throw a spanner in the works and say, mm-hmm. like, oh, you're... You're rescuing the bucket to take onto this island with you. Well, the bucket's got a hole in the bottom. And they're like, yeah. oh no, no, we're going to rethink everything. Yeah. The right. one on the boat there you go. waterlogged. And you're like, yeah. no. Yeah. 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 I guess that's how I look at speaking activities. It's like, um, how much can I put on them to do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. me to just like record and, um, you know, for the error correction later. Yeah. yeah. Well, the worst type of a speaking activity is one-sided... Yeah, you know, question asking, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless it quickly turns into an organic conversation, Mm -hmm. where then the students are asking each other questions, asking you questions. Yeah, it's like reading the room. Sometimes they they come in and they're like really talkative, so you can like start with a couple questions, and then all of a sudden it leads to a conversation, and then other times they're just kind of like tight lipped. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the morning. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Yeah, I think too. You know, when you are when you are in that interview sort of situation, you're the person asking all the questions. I mean, I've had to say to students before, 
you know, remember in a conversation, you ask me questions also. <laughs> you know, right. that's what it looks like. And I think maybe you're in the interview position or the interviewer position because your students kind of expect you to ask them questions mm -hmm. and not for them to also be in that position. So it's important that you kind of encourage them to also ask you questions yeah. about whatever topic you're, yeah. you're discussing. One other thing I always have with me um, in my kind of pencil case, pencil box, mm -hmm. are question cards. Mm. Just like random, like... Conversation questions. Con conversation questions, ranging from kind of what did you do on the weekend to what do you think Area 51 is for, or yeah. like, or do you believe in UFOs and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Mm. And it just like put them on the table if there's like a lull in conversation or mm. kind of similar to your like writing down things that you were thinking about on a note card, just put them on the table at the beginning of class or the end of class, and it's like, all yeah. right, yeah. pick a question and ask yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Or ask, ask your, each other. Ask each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I have mm. a bank of those two, and it includes, have you ever seen a ghost? Yeah. And then everybody gets really excited to tell their ghost stories. That's cool. Yeah. Good. With the questions, and linking back to what you're saying about the interviews, Question forms are usually much harder for the student to do than to just speak normally yeah. exactly. in the positive. Like the negatives are also difficult, but questions yeah. are really difficult yeah, for yeah. them. Like auxiliaries. Yeah. yeah. So if you give them that time to either write their own questions first yeah. and then you have the conversation, yeah. or if you have the question cards already written for them as well, mm -hmm. that can help. Yeah. But I think interviews can be good sure. if they've written the questions beforehand. Uh, so if yeah. you say to mm -hmm. them, okay, um, if it's a job interview role play, yeah. and you sure, say, all right, yes. write down six or seven questions that you yeah. would ask the person before you hire them, yeah. then you can get some good conversations. That's a good activity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, what I would do with that is like maybe create my own cards like with questions, mm -hmm. so like they get used to, like I guess, having something scripted in a way. Mm. And then maybe after, um, sometimes I just give them like flashcards, I'm like, okay, now you create the questions. Mm. And then they kind of like, correct each other if they're mm -hmm. saying it wrong and yeah yeah it's kind of like I start like I guess like very handheld until like almost like free practice yeah like, where they're not using any materials yeah yeah nice so well, then they kind of just get the idea of like what they're supposed exactly. to do as yeah. well and it's a not model just, like yeah, yeah. or yeah. give them topics like here write yeah. about these topics uh, or make questions about these topics yeah mm -hmm. I think it's good to teach the question form what about you mm -hmm. yeah um when you're when you're practicing speaking mm -hmm. activities mm -hmm. or yeah. or conversation really, mm -hmm. because when someone asks, "Do you believe in ghosts?" and then they give their version, you know, a common question after that is, and what about, about you? About you? Is you know, do you exactly? Yeah. 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 So teaching that alone just kind of eliminates that sort of interview esque mm -hmm. conversation activity. Yeah. But I like you know, planning an actual interview. Or yeah. a, ro yeah. a role play or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, I taught the What About You, like, recently, and now the guys are always using it. Like, I love what it. about you? Yeah, what because about you? it feels so like it's so natural. Right. Oh, yeah. like, ooh, I sound native. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you don't have to conjugate any verbs there. So it works with right. every tense. Right. Know. Oh, and then another role play I did, I did it with a starter students, and uh, they just learned about food. Mm -hmm. So I had them create a menu. 
Nice. And they had to learn how to order food. So they, I had two uh, students be, like, the customers, mm -hmm. and then one of them be the waiter. Nice. Yeah. So And then they chose, like, okay, we're at Shamrock, you know, like, down mm. the street. Mm -hmm. and, and, like, yeah, they chose the location, and, and they were, like, really getting into it. And they were just laughing and uh, writing down orders. And, That's I, I don't awesome. Know. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I think any time you get to, as a student, you get to kind of, customize yeah, your personalize, own, personalize yeah. your own thing with places that you know or places yeah. that you go or things that you do or whatever. Like, it just becomes more fun than the teacher saying, okay, you're at a French restaurant and right. I want you to order, like, an appetizer, your main meal and dessert. Right. Right. All right, but I never eat at a French restaurant. Right. Like, I think this is where the role plays come in really importantly, especially if you just have a one-on-one -on -one class, yeah. Yeah. or if you're restricted yeah. to just being in that classroom. Yeah. You have to do a lot of role plays, and they can be used for pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. It can be in the doctor's office or at the hospital, mm -hmm. so uh -huh. you give the students some cards with different illnesses on, mm -hmm. and they go, and one student is the doctor, and they've got to say the symptoms, and mm -hmm. then the doctor says, ah, you have this illness, right. see if they go correct, yeah. or if they're looking for certain clothes for a special event, they can go and buy clothes in this role play mm, of a shop. Or, right. Yeah. And doing that kind of thing gets them to use the language that they're not going to use in the classroom unless you do in a role play situation. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's useful. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's totally real life useful. stuff. Mm -hmm. It's stuff that real they're going to use. Mm -hmm. Well those personal details too. You could ask them, okay, what store do you normally shop at? Mm. If you need to buy clothes for such and such event, where mm. would you go? Mm -hmm. Right. That's you know, okay, so we're in your favorite store and blah 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 blah. Right? Mm. Or we've got to go to the clinic, you're sick, which clinic do you go to or what yeah. hospital are we at? You know? And, and why. And, yeah, yeah. Sure. And, and yeah, just having them give sure. the reasons and mm -hmm. yeah. 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 My favorite question is why. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm sort of borderline annoying toddler level of oh why <laughs> oh really why no but oh, that's good why? that's good yeah and like, but some of my students have gotten to the point where they've started adding the why so i don't even have to ask yes. them good they've started like because when when they when i ask them a question they go yeah i think i would do this because and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. they know they're coming. Yeah. Yeah. I've, 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 I've trained them. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. So it's naturally now. Well, I used to have a, or I still do have a role, but um, most of the the classes I have now are kind of one to one, or I only have like two students, so it's mm -hmm. a little bit easier to manage it. But when I used to have like really big group classes in the past, and the in the first class where you're kind of laying down the the classroom rules. Mm -hmm. My number one rule, under no cell phones, was always no one-word answers. Mm. Ah. And it took maybe a couple classes to get into it. Mm -hmm. I think this kind of ties in with another thing I wanted to ask you guys, and that was tips. What are some good tips for having successful speaking activities? And I think this rule, or whatever it is you want to call it, no one-word answers, I think that's you know, a good thing to include for kids' classes yeah. or adult classes. Or, like, you can, again, it depends on, on the class and what you have, but, like, having points that you mm -hmm. take away when you hear a one-word answer, because then they kind of, I don't know, like, self-monitor their group, and they're like, mm -hmm. no, one, come on, because, oh, because, yeah, uh, they, I like, yeah. I love when they s start correcting each right. other. Don't yeah, this, right, this. yeah. How would you implement something like that if it's just a one-on-one? -on -one? Well, then you can kind of, 
Like, you don't even have to really say anything. Like, if you just have, like, right. pennies on the table and you're, like, slide yeah. it away mm. when you hear, like, a one-word answer. For really little kids, I wouldn't take them away because that would be mean, but I would do that <laughs> with stickers. Like, it's like, wow, that was a good answer. Here's mm. a sticker. But I think my number one rule for speaking activities, for teaching, and frankly for my life is... uh <laughs> Don't be afraid to be silly. Because with role-playing, I've had students that they've been like, uh, I'm an adult, or uh, I'm a teenager, like, this is playing pretend, that's for babies. But then when I, like, sort of get into it, and I'm like, oh, yes, I am your rager. What can I get you today, sir? Mm. What? You just called me Maya. My name's not Maya. My name is Mary. Like, you know, <laughs> like, like, they're kind of like, okay. Like, yeah. so when I can show them, like, I'm going to be silly, I'm going to be weird, you can play along, and we'll all be weird together. Well, I think that's a good point in sort of being the the leader of the silly activity, maybe. Because when we give instructions, the best way to do that is just by modeling what the activity is going to look mm -hmm. like, right? Exactly. And so if you're the one saying, okay, we're in a restaurant. What's your favorite restaurant? And they give you the name. And then you're there as the, as the waiter. Yeah. And even, you know, playing the two roles. Yeah. I'm the waiter, I'm the... Yeah. The customer, mm -hmm. yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my students look at me already. Yeah, but I think that that's sort of dual purpose. You know, you're modeling what the activity is going to be like, and you're showing them this is a space where we can be silly. This yeah. is a space where doing a role play isn't dumb; it's useful. Yeah, you know? right. And it's okay to maybe go off script a little bit as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. I think it's always good to start out role plays by, you know, of course you teach the language first, right. but then sort of brainstorming on the board maybe, if you have a group of students, you know, okay, what comes first? You walk into the restaurant, you're sitting at the table, mm -hmm. your waiter comes over, what does the waiter say? Right. Yeah. right? Yeah. Then what like do you props. guys say? Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Because the first time they try it out, it's either going to be a super talkative mess you're going right, to have right. to reel in, or it's going to be crickets, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so giving them a guide to follow first. Well, then you can get mm -hmm. some more like natural options as well, rather than mm. kind of really scripted textbook. Right. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it says if on If you're doing 46. a role play, you have to commit to it. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> once you commit to it and you get a question that's not been pre-scripted, then everybody starts to commit to it. Yeah. So you're in the middle of ordering in the restaurant, and then if you're part of the role play as well, you suddenly go, oh, excuse me. Where's the bathroom? Right. And yeah. they know that question, but they didn't expect it. And then they right. go think, okay, now I've got to try and... Where is the bathroom? <laughs> uh, it's over here. And you go, oh, thank you. Yeah. And then uh, suddenly they're in. All right, yeah. now we're in. Okay, what other things do I do in a restaurant? Oh, I'd ask for this. And then, right. do you have any serviettes and all this yeah. kind of stuff? Right. So as soon as you have that one instant where it's gone from being, okay, we're just practicing English to being, we're in this role play now. Yes then they can start coming up with the other language that they normally use in that situation. Right, right. And it's not something that's been scripted before. Right. And they're the questions where they really start using the English. Mm -hmm. And it becomes a speaking activity, not a regurgitating yeah. activity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, good point. And if they have like the paper with them there, so they can say, okay, my next question is, what do you want for dessert? That's not a speaking activity. No, that's no, just no. a reading from exactly. a piece of paper activity. For me, it's like closed books. Yeah. yeah. Like at the end, no materials except for like, you know, like a menu or whatever that they created sure. or yeah. whatever tools lend to the activity. But yeah, at the end, my goal is always to have no, no materials help. just from yeah. what they've learned. Yeah, of course. And hopefully they've had a lot of practice. I know like, you know, with scripted things, it's meh, but 
I think for them to get comfortable, like, I'll let them do, like, a scripted conversation to begin yeah. with. Yeah, you, you can't just throw them in. No, you can't yeah. just throw them in, like, okay, guys, like... So as long as, like, when they're feeling like, okay, um, I feel comfortable doing this, yeah, at the end, there's, like, no teacher help, and then that's when, like, I write down air corrections. That's good, yeah. 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 yeah, good. Well, and that's also a good opportunity to be like, I heard this versus one person saying something right. and you're going, you're wrong, this, let's talk yeah. about it. I might, maybe I'll write both of them. I'm like, which one's correct? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. What other tips do you guys have about how to make a speaking activity successful? Uh, not so much making it successful, but one thing, kind of a tip that I have, in my notebook that I use for planning, the first page is no prep speaking activities. Mm. So oh, like, cool. if I'm ever at a loss for something, I don't have to think about it. I can just look at my like one-page list of speaking activities and be like, okay, we can do that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are those activities? Yeah, what are those? For example, okay. for example <laughs> I have 20 questions. Okay, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, can't say yes or no. It's similar to like my classroom rule, like no one-word answers. Okay. Um, so somebody asks a question, and then you can't say yes or no, and you have to say, like, I agree with that, or I uh, don't agree with that. Okay, I see. And then so the person has questions. to make that person say yes or no. Yeah. Right. That's their right. job. Yeah. Right. So they say, like, uh, did you go to the cinema last weekend? I didn't. Right. Really? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we got them. Yeah. <laughs> got ya. <laughs> two two truths and a lie. Yeah. Two oh, that's a good lie. Yeah, But I always tell them to like make it funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not and I give them kind of examples beforehand. Nice. What else do you have? What's your I favorite? Chain story? A chain story. Oh, oh that's a good one. Like, like where somebody says a sentence and then the next person has to continue continue it, but continue it from the last word that they said. Okay. So it's like. Once upon a time, and then you have to kind of continue. It's oh, like okay. a creative writing exercise. Yeah, yeah. that is too. Yeah, you can um, do that with objects. You can like give everyone an object and be like, mm-hmm. okay, you can do the story, and then there has to be a shoe. Like, right. Yeah. You could do that with the top trump cards. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, like characters or something. One one really good one is describing a picture to a partner, and the other person. Either just describing it, mm-hmm. and then the other person has to ask you questions, mm-hmm. or you describe the picture to your partner, and your partner has to draw it. Mm. And they got points for like how close they were. Mm. Yeah. Um, cool. Or yeah. even with groups, you could do that. You could have one person draws a house, then goes to the front of the class, describes what they've drawn. Mm-hmm. The other four or five students have to draw what they describe, then yeah. turn it over. Whoever was closest to that person who's just described it, sure. they win that round. Yeah. So, yeah. And then yeah. they go on to the next one. You draw a, a car. Mm-hmm. You have to describe that. The group draw what they've said. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was thinking, Kate, I think you posted something on our Facebook group about some cool activities, making a class more dynamic. And there was an activity that I really liked that could really be a great speaking activity. And the way it works is the teacher writes the theme or the main topic mm-hmm. on the board, and then students have to write down what they already know about that, about that topic, mm-hmm. and then they have to write down questions about things they don't know about that topic. And that could be a really great sort of guided speaking activity, because first, of course, 
the students are given time to think about what it is they want to say because they're writing it down. Mm -hmm. But then I think that would be really cool to get students to share with each other one at a time. Right. This is what I already know. And you're bound in that process to find students that go, oh, wait, I didn't know that. Can you explain that right. yeah. to us? So then they sort of become the teacher. Is there anything else you guys want to share? Any other speaking activities or tips that you have? Debates are always good for mm. speaking activities. Mm -hmm. You can put a semi-contestable sentence on the board and then, depending on how big your group is, you could put them in pairs first and they've got to debate it just in their pairs. And then you say, okay, pair one, this is now your point of view. You need to argue this. Mm. And pair mm -hmm. two, you need to argue yeah. the opposite. Yeah. Then they go and debate and then they yeah. talk about what Perfect. they feel about it. And that's something where it doesn't really matter what level the students are. Mm -hmm. I suppose there's a bottom limit, yeah. but you can get really low-level students debating something as simple as the most delicious food in the world, or the mm. best city yeah. in Chile, or mm -hmm. something that yeah. they know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because they can always give you reasons why mm -hmm. Santiago is better than Concepcion. And so they only need really the key word of traffic or pollution or <laughs> something like that, then they can build an argument around it. Right. And then they can go and have a two-minute debate. Sure. So yeah. there's a, a lot of the student talking in that activity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. A similar thing to like the debate one that I've done before, and it works really well, is I put four different opinion cards in different corners of the room. Mm. So it's like strongly agree, agree, mm. strongly disagree, and mm. kind of neutral mm -hmm. and then get everyone to stand in the middle of the room at the beginning and then either ask a question or give a topic and everybody has to go to like their corner of the room that they feel mm. is their kind of opinion about the topic or right. the question mm -hmm. and then get people to explain like why they're in the strongly agree corner mm. or why they're in the neutral corner mm -hmm. or yeah and I did it with a teen again like the same kind of like teen conversation class mm -hmm. and I asked them not controversial teen questions but like more like adult questions like should at 16 like should you be able to do what you want mm -hmm. and like or should you be able to move out of your parents home or whatever and you got some like really interesting answers mm -hmm. so like I mean obviously like choosing the right questions or topics yeah. or whatever but it was but kind of it was kind good. of nicer because like they could get up and walk around and yes. it wasn't just like Jacqueline right it wasn't an interview this? it yeah. was like okay you're in the strongly agree corner mm -hmm. so why right and that's a good moment to teach cultural differences too yeah. mm -hmm. Because then, you know, you could say, I moved out when I was 18. And they're, like, gasping. Yeah. yeah. Right. How did you survive? Yeah. yeah. Or they think that the laws, like, in the States are, like, crazy. Because mm. they are. Like, you can drive at 16, you can vote at 18. Right. And then you can't drink till you're 21. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I think one of the issues we often find with speaking, and it helps if you find something that they're really interested in. Mm -hmm. But even if they are, if they don't have the ability to express themselves as mm -hmm. succinctly as they would in their own language, mm -hmm. then there can be a complete shutdown. Mm -hmm. I know in my Spanish classes, if my Spanish teacher starts asking me, oh, what do you think of Donald Trump being elected or mm -hmm. Fidel Castro dying? Mm -hmm. I want to express what I feel, but yeah. because I can't do it as perfectly in Spanish as I would in English, yeah. it comes out so 
confused that I don't really want to speak at all. Yeah. And so you find that with students often, and even if you just give them two minutes after you've asked the question, mm -hmm. just to write down four or five key points, not sentences, just key points that they feel about it. Yeah. And then you can build the conversation around those yeah, points. But yeah, but sometimes they'll start writing sentences. Like, I have a student like that, that she kind of, like, shuts down because, I guess for her, like, I think there's two types of students, like, the ones that are, like, would rather be more fluent and make mistakes, mm -hmm. and but they're, like, less shy about speaking, and then the other ones are all about accuracy. But then they kind of, like, shut down. So I have, like, this one student that's intermediate, and uh, she's really good with grammar. But, like, she's always, I guess, shy about the speaking activities. Mm -hmm. So, like, right now, like, is there any tips, like, from you guys, what I can do with her? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the most helpful things I learned early on was if you want someone to write something. Like Rob was saying, you know, if you give students a bit of time to think about what they want to say, mm -hmm. to write down their ideas, and you want them to write in point form, mm -hmm. you give them a very small piece of paper mm -hmm. with points already drawn on there. Mm -hmm. ah. And that way, she won't be able to write down full sentences. Okay. You know, you can apply that to speaking activities where you're giving students time, or to writing activities. If you want students to write two paragraphs, give them a full lined piece of paper, not ripped out of your book, but give them a printed off from the computer lined piece of paper that has a period at the end, right? <laughs> and it has very clear space for two paragraphs. You know, right. the lines can even be separated. So visually they can see they can see what they're what, supposed like to fill in. Yeah. You yeah. know, right. this is very obvious that this is not a piece of paper you're going to write two sentences on. Mm -hmm. You're going to write two paragraphs. Okay, so I'll just give her like a, a small... A little like post-it kind of, note. Yeah, post-it. Give her a little like, post-it note and have three, you know, little points on there mm -hmm. first just to guide her. And I think that's a that could be a helpful thing. It's good if... If you I don't have want students her to rely on writing, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, if you have students that are really attached to their notebook, yes, she's um, very attached to her notebook. Then uh, is it a group class? No, it's a one-on-one. Ah, -on -one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. With group classes, it's uh, for me anyway. It's a little easier. It is, yeah, because in those situations, you get each other to talk and yeah, and you tell yeah. them everyone stand up exactly. and you just do a standing speaking activity, exactly. or you say everyone take your books and put them on the floor. Exactly, you know? but exactly. I mean, you can still do that with a one-on-one -on -one student true. anyway. That's like, true. Let's move away from the table and. Right. I mean, in that situation, I would suggest just telling her to put her book on the yeah, on the floor, floor. you know. Mm -hmm. Or even a telephone role play, so she doesn't have her hand available to write. Right. She has a phone, and a, even just or put your phone yeah. to your well, ear. Well, she has like three phones that she usually stacks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get or one of those phones. Back to back role play. Yeah. So like you know what? Maybe the back to back. Maybe that would be better. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try different, like yeah. standing up. Uh, I'll, I don't know. We'll, we'll like, figure it out. Sometimes I feel like just. Doing something out of the ordinary, right? Kind of can change of... everything. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, we're gonna stand up for two minutes and do this role play, mm -hmm. right? Like, we're gonna pretend that we're in a shop or like you're meeting somebody at a business conference, and like if you stand up and like walk up to them, like, hi, I'm Claudia, mm -hmm. nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, something you could do if it's in an office like that. You can walk around. She can sort of introduce the other people in the office to you without disturbing them. Like walk around and say, ah, this is Rodrigo, He's this is his job, and 
mm-hmm. as you're walking from person to person, then you can bring in other aspects of a conversation. Mm-hmm. So then you walk to the next person, and without interrupting Maria, you can say, "So tell me about Maria." I don't. I don't. I, I this see is the Maria, students she is like, this job. or not the students, the other people in the office, like actually they get involved getting involved because <laughs> yeah. they usually come and interrupt they're like excuse me like they're trying to use their English yeah. <laughs> that's cool so. I wish you were I wish that you know she were into that because right. then she'd get a lot of she's great practice she's just not confident that's yeah. what it is yeah. well it just yeah. it'll just take more practice and right. you have to ease into it and play around with a bunch of different ideas and I mean she has the English I yeah. know she does yeah and it's mm-hmm. just like just getting it out yeah of her. that just takes some time I think yeah. Yeah. there are a few yeah. students I have before and especially when I first started teaching, I thought they were shy or reluctant to talk, but really I just wasn't giving them enough time. Mm. Like I'd ask a question, and because in my head I was still thinking, when I ask a, per- a normal person a question, they answer almost immediately. Right. But if it's a lower-level student and you ask them a question that's not normal or not a how-are-you question, Mm. not a question where it's instinctive to answer, Mm. and they have to think about it, you need to give them that extra 15, 20 seconds. And it can feel uncomfortable to start with, Mm, especially if it's one-on-one, or even in group classes, when there's that silence for 30 seconds, and they're just looking at you, and you're looking at them, but that's what they need sometimes. No, I I give her time. I'm not afraid of silence at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes she just goes, eventually she goes, I don't know. I'll say, I'll say I don't know, but I'll so, try these different ideas and, and yeah. see like what happens. Yeah. Sometimes when I, it's not like really an activity, but sometimes when I get that, that I don't know, I'm like, okay, well, tell me what what parts do you know? Right. Yeah. Like, right. like just tell me, like tell me a little, give me something. Yeah. Because then it's sort of like a safe question of like that's like a, my typical confidence building question. It's like, yeah. oh, well, you don't know everything about this. I don't know everything either. Uh, just. You know, what do you what know? do you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I have a question right. for you guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you do if you have a group class or you put people in pairs or in small groups or whatever for a speaking activity and somebody completely takes over? Mm-hmm. And you have or you have like the one person who maybe is saying two words every minute. Mm. I think the token thing we just talked about is really good. Like everybody gets three tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get to talk three times, mm-hmm. and so then the people that want to talk a lot are have to have to be selective. And there's like a there's a learning curve on that, you know, because there's going to be the first time you do it, they're going to be like, wait, but I have something else. Like, nope, you already used your three tokens. Mm-hmm. And then the people that that like there'll be more room for people to say something, but then also they'll be like, oh, I have three tokens left. I guess I'll say something. I have mm-hmm. something to say about this. Uh, mm-hmm. So I feel like that's one of the ways that I know how to make room for people. Mm-hmm. That's a good suggestion. Maybe putting a shy, shy person and then the, like, a more confident speakers with each other. Because sometimes when I do the monitoring, like, they have questions for me, like, how do I say this? Yeah. Or, you know, and then they feel a little more comfortable because, like, they're both in the same level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if that doesn't work, maybe you have a talkative. I ha- I've put talkative with, like, a shyer one, and the talkative one's like, come on, come on, yeah. say something. It's, like, really <laughs> encouraging, and the other one does start speaking yeah. more. Yeah. So yeah. I think it just depends, and just putting different combinations, see what mm-hmm. works. Yeah, switching partners is yeah. always good. But also with group classes... It's very rare that they'll all be at the same level. Yeah. And right. so if you put the higher level ones together and the lower level ones together, or if there is just one standout one, I'll pair them with me so mm. that I can ask them the more challenging questions. Mm. Because if it's a very simple class, uh, yeah, a simple class that we're doing, very simple questions, 
they can get bored of that very quickly. Mm. Yeah. Right. So if you go to them and say, okay, I'm going to be asking you some difficult questions mm. now, and the rest of the class can get on with the stuff that they need to yeah. work on. Yeah. I think, you know, in those situations where you have, where you notice the shy student not really participating in a group activity, that's not bad, necessarily, no. because they're still there. They're still listening. You know, mm. They're practicing listening, and that's fine. But you just want to monitor that and yeah. make sure that you don't let that student always slide by. Right. Yeah. Maybe they don't participate in that group speaking activity so much because they, they feel, maybe they don't feel comfortable doing it, but then you can give them another role later on in class where they're speaking, yeah. you know, in a really maybe structured sort of way, mm -hmm. and you just want to balance it, I think. I've also, when I've taught bigger classes, I haven't wanted to, like, call some out, like, in front of the whole group, like, oh, you know, what do you think? Because that's just a nerve-wracking, horrifying mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. But, like, when they're doing group work, that's, like, a time where you can be, like, if it's just a group of three, be like, oh, wow, you guys have some really good ideas. Do you agree? Like, mm -hmm. do you think, like, this is a good idea? Mm -hmm. Like, requesting input in a mm -hmm. non-challenging way yeah. Yeah. from those students. Yeah, and you're putting yourself like as part of the group, like sitting down with them. Yeah, yeah. versus like standing up in front of the class. Yeah, like, right. that also. Right. Well, I think we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, thank you guys so much for sharing your speaking activities and your tips, and even asking each other questions. I think that's great because, you know, even though we're trying to impart wisdom and experience and our own activities on those teachers that are listening. We ourselves will always have questions to ask each other too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, always. You always no, sound no. smart if you're the one asking the questions as well. Just <laughs> <laughs> so let other people answer, and you yeah, sit there and go, "Oh, oh really? Oh, yes, yeah, I, I thought of that." <laughs> <laughs> ah. It doesn't matter either the amount of experience no. you might have. Well, You've always, always got questions always. to ask right. too. So. And there's no answer. And there's no right answer. It's right. different. Right. Right. It's yeah. different. And these, you know, activities that we've shared, the tips that we've shared, there's tons more also you know oh, yeah. so mm -hmm. maybe we'll have to meet up again soon for another speaking activities podcast round two round two. Activities. but for now yeah. i want to thank you guys for participating you came with really good activities and shared a lot of good tips so thank you thank you and we didn't fidget too much either no there was no glasses <laughs> banging on the table no i did, did a good job yeah, yeah.